This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. The Kinescope Initiative Episode 146 A sitcom review in chronological order. From the SFPP and Television Center, take it away, Mark. Thank you, announcer Bod, and welcome to the Kinescope Initiative, a sitcom review in chronological order. Let's continue with the sitcoms of 1987. She's the Sheriff premiered in syndication in September of 1987. Suzanne Summers returns to TV in another entry from NBC's Prime Time Starts at 7.30 Gambit. She plays Hildy, the widow of a small-town sheriff, and using TV logic, she takes over the job. George Weiner plays Max, a deputy who's not happy he got passed over for the job. Lou Richards, Guich Cook, and Leonard Lightfoot play the other deputies. Pat Carroll plays Hildy's mom, and Taliesin Jaffe and Nikki Rose, her kids. Of course, we covered Suzanne Summers in episode 84 for Three's Company. We covered Lou Richards and Leonard Lightfoot in episode 111 for Gloria and Silver Spoons, respectively, and Guich Cook in episode 86 for Carter Country, where he also played a sheriff's deputy. George Weiner's father founded Boston's Ritz-Carlton Hotel. George became a sought-after character actor in films Lady Sings the Blues, Airport 75, All the President's Men, The Bad News Bears, Whose Life Is It Anyway, My Favorite Year, To Be or Not to Be, Fletch, Spaceballs, The Postman, American Pie 2, The Mesmerist, and A Serious Man, and TV recurring or a regular on Del Vecchio, The Rockford Files, Kaz, Quincy M.E., Nero Wolf, Big Seamus, Little Seamus, At Ease, Matt Houston, Hill Street Blues, Man of the People, Good Advice, Living in Captivity, Retired at 35, and Days of Our Lives. He was all over Mary Tyler Moore's shows in guest spots. Rhoda, The Bob Newhart Show, The White Shadow, WKRP in Cincinnati, and Newhart. The Hill Street Blues role as Erwin Bernstein led to guest spots on other Stephen Bochco works, Doogie Howser, M.D., Brooklyn South, NYPD Blue, and L.A. Law. He has 208 IMDb credits so far and did guest spots in 2021. We mentioned Pat Carroll way back in Episode 9 for Make Room for Daddy, but didn't get into her bio. She enlisted in the Army as a civilian actress technician, then got involved in early live TV variety shows, The Red Button Show, The Saturday Night Review, Caesar's Hour, winning an Emmy. Carol also appeared in Broadway review Catch a Star, nominated for a Tony. She would return there by the 80s and 90s and did a one-woman show of Gertrude Stein, Gertrude Stein, winning a Grammy. She was a member of the Actors Studio. She spent decades on the talk, variety, and game show circuits, who Said That, Keep Talking, Jack Parr's Tonight Show, Your First Impression, The Match Game, The Object Is, Password, The Mike Douglas Show, Gypsy, Chain Letter, The Danny Kay Show, Pat Boone in Hollywood, Everybody's Talking, It Takes Two, You're Putting Me On, You Don't Say, It's Your Bet, The Carol Burnett Show, I've Got a Secret, Match Game, 
Celebrity Sweepstakes, Shoot for the Stars, The $10,000 Pyramid, Hollywood Connection, Liars Club, The Merv Griffin Show, and Super Password. She played Wicked Stepmother Prunella in the live-action Leslie Ann Warren Cinderella. Pat Carroll also had regular or recurring runs on The Danny Thomas Show, Getting Together, Busting Loose, and Too Close for Comfort. She also became a sought-after voice actor. Galaxy High School, Foofer, Pound Puppies, My Neighbor Totoro, The Granny, Tangled the Series, and originated the role of Ursula in the Little Mermaid franchise. She just did work as that character in 2020 at age 92. Speaking of voice work, she once sued Hanna-Barbera, stating she had been guaranteed the role of Jane Jetson. In the suit, Maury Amsterdam was to be George. They were guaranteed for 24 episodes, but only paid for one. Apparently, the issues involved sponsorship between the animated series and the Danny Thomas show, which Pat Carroll was also on. Much later, it was mentioned in an interview that Hanna-Barbera won the suit. Taliesin Jaffe comes from a showbiz family. His mother, an actress, father, a producer, grandfather, screenwriter George Axelrod, The Seven Year Itch, Breakfast at Tiffany's, The Manchurian Candidate, and the other grandfather, a film producer. Taliesin got started as a child actor, appearing in Mr. Mom, 2010, The Year We Make Contact, and multiple TV guest roles. He apparently did not enjoy it, and when his father said he could work harder or quit, he chose the latter moving into voice work, mostly dubbing Japanese anime. Three by Three Eyes, Starship Girl, Yamamoto Toko, Neon Genesis Evangelion, Amazing Nurse Nanako, Nia Under Seven, I, My, Me, Strawberry Eggs, Helsing, Technolize, DG Karat Nayo, Melody of Oblivion, Deers, Daphne and the Brilliant Blue, Beck, Mongolian Chop Squad, Black Cat, Ergo Proxy, School Rumble, Oren High School Host Club, Iki Tozen, One Piece, Aquarian Eval, Lord Marksman and Vandanis, Castletown Dandelion, Hitalia Axis Powers, Prince of Stride Alternative, Danganroba 3, Tales of Zestiria the X, Sagas of Sundry, Travis Willingham's Yeehaw Game Ranch, and video game franchises Mobile Suit Gundam, World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy, Mass Effect, Grand Theft Auto, Fallout, Street Fighter, and Soul Calibur. Jaffe was in the cast of web series Critical Role, which was a big award winner. He will return in the animated The Legend of Vox Machina. Nikki Rose appeared in Gremlins 2, The New Batch. She's the Sheriff had a long gestation period. Creators Dan Gunselman and Steve Marshall sold a pilot to CBS in 1982 called Cass Malloy with Annie Potts, designing women, young Sheldon, as the lead, with the same concept. By the time the pilot was shot, Caroline McWilliams, Benson, was the lead. George Weiner and Lou Richards also appeared. Pilot did not sell, and the creators went on to Growing Pains. With that hit under their belts, they decided to give it another shot. A 1987 trade industry ad showed Priscilla Barnes as the star of the upcoming Suddenly Sheriff. Ironically, Barnes was one of Suzanne Summers' replacements on Three's Company. By the time it made it to air, Barnes was replaced by Summers, and the show's title was changed. 
As noted above, She's the Sheriff was part of NBC's primetime at 7.30 syndication experiment. The show ran a season, then moved to weekend syndication for another season. The show got terrible reviews. In 2002, TV Guide included it in the 50 worst shows of all time. I can't confirm or deny that since it's not available online, just the opening, which sounds like a generic sitcom theme, and a short clip. You Can't Take It With You premiered in syndication in September of 1987. This is the final entry in NBC's primetime starts at 7.30 gimmick and the one with the worst track record. Based on the 30s play and resulting Frank Capra film and starring Harry Morgan as Patriarch Martin, Lois Nettleton as daughter Penny, Richard Sanders as her inventor husband, and Lisa Alif and Heather Blodgett as her daughters. Theodore Wilson played the neighbor. We covered Harry Morgan way back in episode 11 for December Bride, Lois Nettleton in episode 50 for Accidental Family, Richard Sanders in episode 91 for WKRP in Cincinnati, and Theodore Wilson in episode 71 for That's My Mama. Lisa Alif won Miss Virginia in 1983, which got her into acting, mostly doing guest roles. She did appear in films Dragnet and Train to Kill. Alif left the industry by the 90s and became a public school teacher. You Can't Take It With You certainly had a pedigree, but this version, set in modern times, was quite the fiasco. 26 episodes were taped, but according to some sources, only aired four of them with none available online. I found the opening on YouTube, which sounds like they whipped it up in about 30 seconds. Morgan's character introduces the cast. You know what it means to miss New Orleans Where mocking boys used to sing And I'd like to see the lazy Mississippi A hurry and to spring Frank's Place premiered on CBS on September 14, 1987, at 8 p.m. WKRP's Venus Flytrap, Tim Reed, returns to TV along with the same creator, Hugh Wilson, in this early dramedy. He plays Ivy League professor Frank, who inherits a New Orleans restaurant. When he goes down to sell it, a waitress, Frances E. Williams, puts a voodoo curse on him, ensuring he will end up running the business. He returns to his normal life, which quickly goes south, making him return to Norlands. Tony Burton plays the head chef, Don Yeso the assistant chef, Charles Lampkin the bartender, Francesca P. Roberts the head waitress, and William Thomas Jr. the handyman. Regulars included Robert Harper, an attorney, Lincoln Kilpatrick, a minister, Virginia Capers, who runs a funeral home, and their daughter, played by Daphne Maxwell-Reed, who Frank takes a liking to. It's his real-life wife. We cover Tim Reed in episode 91 for WKRP, and William Thomas Jr. in episode 123 for that Pudding Pop Guys show. 
Francis E. Williams went from a director of activities at a Cleveland bathhouse to a resident worker at a local playhouse, which would eventually be known as Caramu House. She directed children's plays and acted as well. After 14 years there, she went to the Soviet Union to study theater. Once her passport expired, she went to Finland, where she met Ingmar Bergman. Williams and her social worker husband moved to L.A. just before World War II, where she toured in shows and worked with the Negro Actors Guild. In mainstream theater, she never made much headway due to the color of her skin. She served on the board of the National Negro Labor Council, along with her friend Paul Robeson, which was later investigated by the House Un-American Activities Committee. Williams spent much of her life as an activist. Films include Lying Lips, Queen for a Day, Showboat, Man of a Thousand Faces, Switchblade Sisters, The Jerk. While she did a number of TV guest spots, Frank's Place was her only regular role. Williams passed in 1995. Tony Burton was a boxer, Golden Gloves champion, football, two-time All-State, and baseball, leading pitcher at his college player, and then went to prison for robbery. There, as part of a therapy program, he got into acting. A lifetime member of the Actors Studio, Burton did some work with local L.A. theater companies, which led to guest TV roles in films. He played Apollo Creed's trainer in the Rocky franchise. Other films, The Shining, Inside Moves, Hook. Frank's place was his only regular TV work. Burton passed in 2016. Don Yeso would go on to runs on My Two Dads, Days of Our Lives, Zoo, and Queen Sugar with small roles in many films. Charles Lampkin used his voice to win debating cups in the late 30s. He directed the American People's Chorus and conducted at the Negro Freedom Rally. He composed classical music and was an artist-in-residence at Santa Clara University for many years, teaching courses there on ethnic music. He co-starred in the film Five, which was the first sci-fi film to portray the aftermath of a nuclear holocaust. Lampkin was a regular or recurred on The Long Hot Summer, Mayberry RFD, My Three Sons, with a ton of guest spots, and appeared in films Toys in the Attic, The Thomas Crown Affair, Hello Dolly, First Monday in October, Cocoon. Frank's Place was Lampkin's final role. He passed in 1989. Francesca P. Roberts would go on to regular or recurring roles on Have Faith, Baby Talk, Fired Up, Maggie, Home Improvement, 10-8, Officers on Duty, and Boston Legal. Films include Inside Moves, Hard to Kill, and The Odd Couple 2. Robert Harper got involved in regional theater, then made it to Broadway in a few short runs. He had regular or recurring roles on Wise Guy, L.A. Law, and Philly, with films Mommy Dearest, Once Upon a Time in America, Twins, The War of the Roses, and The Insider. Harper passed in 2020. Lincoln Kilpatrick spent much of his career on the stage, a Raisin in the Sun, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Blues for Mr. Charlie, The Country Wife, Hallelujah Baby. He did a ton of TV guest work from the 50s to the 2000s and was a regular on Matt Houston. Films include What's So Bad About Feeling Good, The Omega Man, Soylent Green, Uptown Saturday Night. Kilpatrick passed in 2004. Virginia Capers also spent time on the stage, Jamaica, Saratoga, and Raisin winning a Tony. She was a regular or recurred on Julia, Romance Theater, Downtown, and The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. 
and films, The Great White Hope, Lady Sings the Blues, The North Avenue Irregulars, The Toy, Teachers, Jojo Dancer, Your Life is Calling, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Howard the Duck, Pacific Palisades, Capers Past in 2004. Daphne Maxwell-Reed earned a degree in interior design at Northwestern and was the first black homecoming queen there. She modeled for several years, working for Eileen Ford, and was the first black woman on the cover of Glamour. This led to TV guest spots and regular or recurring work on Hill Street Blues, Simon and Simon, Snoops, a co-star with Tim Reed as glamorous detectives, kind of a black heart-to-heart, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as the second Vivian, Lynx, Eve, and Jacqueline and Jilly. Frank's Place may have been a bit too far ahead of its time. A single-camera comedy shot on film, common today but rare in 1987, a large cast for a sitcom which makes it expensive, discussions of race and class issues as part of the dramedy, didn't help that CBS kept moving it around the schedule, the same reason Hugh Wilson's previous show, WKRP, suffered. As a result, despite rave reviews and awards, three Emmys for writing, sound mixing, and guest performer, it was gone in just one season. In 2013, TV Guide listed it at number three for Cancelled Too Soon. The show is unlikely to make it to DVD or streaming due to music clearance issues. I found an episode on YouTube. The opening theme is Do You Know What It Means to Miss New Orleans by Louis Armstrong. It's kind of reminiscent of Cheers in terms of the photos shown. In the episode, Frank joins local men's clubs, one of which is quite convivial, while the other wants him as a token dark-skinned man. He chooses the former. During this, the kitchen is being rehabbed, which goes horribly. It kind of reminded me of Northern Exposure. More of 1987 sitcoms in our next episode, including a milestone series starring a comedian who just left us. Announcer Bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn. Check out Instagram at sfpodnetwork. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Well, I'm filing this episode in the archive. Tune in next time.